You're listening to Actors with Issues with Juaniala, a podcast of actors, by actors, and for actors. Tony Danza, James Price, you're on the Actors with Issues stage. Thank you so much for being here. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Juan. Having us. Wonderful. So we've got lots to talk about. Um, so let's dive right in. So you two have been working together now for uh, just over 10 years uh, as actor and as coach. So how did that partnership come about? Um, if I may, James, I uh, uh, I had uh, decided to move back to New York in 2011. Um, I'd been out in L.A. for almost 35 years and it was and I was coming home and I had this urge to take a class this urge to get back into class because I was going back to New York and I'm, who knows, who knows I might end up on the stage. And so, um, I, uh, I asked around and somebody recommended James, a friend of mine recommended James and who I respected by the way. And, uh, I went and it was, uh, I, I want to tell you just, I want you to kind of picture this one. I'm like this old guy with all these young, these young actors, you know? And, uh, and it was it was it was thrilling because you know youth and enthusiasm and drive and everything that that young actors uh, have to have, um, and, and it was very you know energizing for me. And then uh, and then I you know I'm smart enough uh, to see a good thing when I when I actually land on something by luck. And so we've been together ever since. And, you know, lots of young actors, especially with uh, on our show, this podcast, Actors with Issues, we've been going almost three years now. And oh, congratulations. Uh, thank you. Uh, we've spoken with lots of, of actors of all sort of uh, stages of their career and uh, things we hear a lot from our listeners. Uh, lots of young actors tend to think that once they have their BFA in theater or they've graduated from the conservatory or an intensive, that that's it. That they're they're done learning. They've learned all there is to learn, and they're ready to work. So, James and Antonia, I'm curious from both of you, uh, how important is it to keep that training going for the long run? James, I'll go first, and then I'm going to hand it to you because I just want to say, see, I uh, I think it's really important that you don't. Uh, I mean, it, you know, a lot of people, uh, you, you know, James, take that, will you? <laughs> Well, it's it's just, you know, MFA programs, whatever training they've gotten at college is usually academic related. Um, you know, years ago, it didn't matter what kind of degree you had. When you came to New York, you still had to find your way into Sanford Meisner's class or Stella Strasberg or something. Eventually, it's not the degree. It's what do you do when you're in front of that camera or on stage? Do you have the skills? And uh, a lot of times those programs aren't providing them. They're, they're maybe giving them good uh, vocal skills, giving them good movement skills, like some of the big name schools, et cetera. But what happens? Can they take that text and turn it alive? Can they be authentic in that moment? And so uh, they're going to find at some point if they're not booking, there's going to be a reason why they're not booking. You know, the, what I was going to say, too, is that he, uh, James, introduced me to Meisner, to Sandy Sanford Meisner and uh and his, you know, he he says it, it takes 20 years to become a good actor, even no matter what you've done. And uh, and I'm I, I think, you know, because I wasn't trained, you know, I didn't have the, the, a degree uh, in acting. I, uh, you know, I've so, I've sought out some teachers and, and worked on it. But 
there's no doubt that it's it's in the doing and being. You know, it's you can't. One of the great things that happened to me was I would I did a lot of sitcoms, and so although you you know you're not doing uh, Shakespeare, you're 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 doing every human emotion every day of every week for for years, and so there is a certain amount of uh, you know that that great you know exercising that muscle. So I so going. You know, connecting it to what you said about continuing to work. I mean, you know, I mean the you know the obvious cliche nowadays, and and my father would say it's a cliche for a reason, is that uh, you never stop learning. Otherwise, you're in trouble. I, I think that's important. What Tony said, you never stop learning, and I I would say that in terms of as a teacher, the way I taught thirty years ago, forty years ago, and now I started teaching forty years ago. I was totally different than the way I'm teaching now. And that was the issue with, I believe now, because I teach uh, the, the foundation work that Sanford Meisner taught. He evolved since 1935, and he kept evolving. And he normally when we start out as teachers, we teach the way we were taught. But it takes a long time, as Tony said, 20 years, as Sandy said, to, to make an actor, which is true. But it takes longer to even make a teacher. Mm-hmm. Sandy was still evolving toward the end of his life. And I've been totally evolving. So I have some of my my own teachers that I've trained that go back to the 19, late 1980s, some in mid 90s. I said, you know, I've changed since the last two years. Every year it's constantly growing. And, and I think even when you play a part, you're in the state of constantly growing because it's a reflection of life. We're always evolving, all of us. So depending on where you got that teacher at that point in the training has a lot to do with it. And Tony, you've been in this business for a long time um, since you were younger than I am when you started uh, your career. So uh, what that's you... a good way to put it. That one, I appreciate. That. <laughs> <laughs> what have you noticed has changed the most about the industry as a whole since you first got started? Uh, well, I don't want to. You know, my mother used to say, "If you have nothing nice to say, you probably shouldn't say it." You know, I, I just think uh, in general we've. It's so profit uh, oriented that it's it, uh, and it's tough because you know, TV, which is my most of where I I worked, was a touchstone. So it, it sort of kept us all together. You know, we all watched the same. One hundred ten million people watched the end of Mash, and and they were excited that they got twelve or thirteen million for the Oscars now. You know, we're so fragmented. Everybody's watching a different show. So we don't have that thing that we used to have. And so um, I think, you know, and then the movies, I think the, the biggest movies this year, and, and don't get me wrong, I, I'd love to be flying and as a superhero somewhere. I, I get it. But I think, you know, those, I, I don't understand why that has become the, you know, the pinnacle of our, uh, of our culture. And, and, I hate to say this, but uh, I went to see, uh, what was I seeing? Um, anyway, I was seeing a show on Broadway the other night, and across the street is a Britney Spears musical is opening. And and my friend, don't get me wrong, I love Chris Lloyd and, and Michael J., but Back to the Future is opening on Broadway. And I'm just wondering if we're infantilized, well, infant, infant, oh, I can't even say it, but uh, we're regressing as far as intellectually. You know, when I went on TV, uh, we used to do little, everybody was doing little plays, Taxi, uh, 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 Barney Miller, uh, you know, there were all these little plays, these shows, and, and they went on all the way to Seinfeld. And so you had this 
attempt to do something in a half an hour, 22 minutes and 40 seconds, that, that somehow made a connection, that sent a message, that did all these things. And, uh, and, and we, 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 you know, we stopped, we don't do that anymore. And when you used to watch the, the European uh, uh, TV, Japan, uh, Italy, so on and so forth, you'd see dating games, uh, uh, reality shows, uh, sports games, you know, these, these kind of things that now we're doing and we're importing a lot of our, uh, our you know, our, our most meaningful uh, 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 projects as far as TV shows, you know, these limited engagement shows or even the ones that go on for years. And we're getting them from the, the ideas from overseas. So mm-hmm. it's just a weird things, how things have changed. That's I think that's the thing that I would most point to. I think there's a lot of other stuff, but like my mother said, stop. <laughs> I, I think Tony uh, is right in terms of everything. Life does not stand still. It's constantly evolving. And as technology evolves, we as human beings have to evolve with it. And sometimes it's not the best. We start to lose sight of what is human about us. And as actors, uh, the thing we have to offer to each other, and I try to create those kind of actors, is to touch their humanity. And the only way we can touch their humanity is to expose our own humanity. And sometimes it doesn't work that way. So now, after COVID, people coming out of COVID, my students have a whole new issue in regard to self-taping. No longer do they walk into an office. They have to now walk in front of the camera and, and present their audition themselves in such a manner. And that's not bad for sometimes. I've never done one yet, but that was my problem when I was an actor. I would go in and I would be very nervous. So if I have the benefit of being home by myself and can control that, that's a good thing for me. I could do my best work. But the problem is then you send it off as a file. You don't know if your, your audition has ever been seen. Mm-hmm. because they get a thousand of them. They're, I don't believe they're sitting there opening a thousand files and watching a thousand different uh, videos. If you at least walked into a room and auditioned, you knew you were seen at that point. I think that's that's a bigger change than when I, as far as actors are concerned. That, that may be a much bigger change. Yeah, it's a job, job, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, lots of our guests have talked about, um, you know, self-taping, and that is sort of a, a hot topic right now, that discussion right. of whether we should go back in the office or uh, and whatnot. And some actors have talked about how, you know, having to travel an hour to go read two lines for a co-star on Law and & Order, they'd rather tape that from home. But if it's a, a recurring role and you've got several scenes, that's when they want to be in the room and get yeah. feedback. Well, and, you can't, but you see, you can't have your cake and eat it too, see? Exactly. <laughs> You know, I mean, okay, so I I, I, I get it that it's inconvenient, but uh, just like you'd like that shot, you know, it, it's it's uh, like like as James said, it's we have to it's, uh, uh, you know adjust and adapt to the uh, to the technology that's that's coming our way. I mean, that's the headshot of uh, of the present, right? Yeah. Now you get your your self tape. It's really something. I did one, James. I did one for a movie. I didn't get the part, by the way. <clears throat> Excuse me. I thought it was pretty good, though. You know, it was like this, yeah. this newspaper guy had a cigarette. I was blowing smoke. You had to see me. It was hysterical. But uh, um, I'm what glad I, it didn't show up somewhere, by the way. What but, I started doing is, you know, I coach actors outside of the classroom when I'm uh, not teaching. I do the coaching. That's and, by basically what we've been doing as well, Juan, is yes. that coaching. Yes. yes. 
And I've gotten to a habit now. I said, please, would you send me your self-tape so I can look at it? Sometimes, I mean, even if they book to show, especially if they book to show, I said, please send me your self-tape because I'm trying to watch as many as I can and figure out what is it they're doing that is triggering the response that they get. There's got well, to be something to happen to it. Yeah. I had a young lady come in recently, and it was the director's, uh, I, I forget her name, but she she's a well-known director. She directed American Psycho, and she's doing a new project. Very difficult. I went online. I, I looked about the book that she's making it based on, and they say everyone says when they read it, nobody knows what's going on. <laughs> the girl had already submitted her tape, and she got a call back. She was one out of, they said, a thousand tapes. She was one of four people that got called in. So that's when she came to me. So we had two sessions. We worked through it. I looked through the book. We kind of then figured out what was happening because it didn't seem like it was real, but it was entering into the world of people who were on meth. Uh, what's it called? Uh, crystal meth? Yeah. Yes. And she did a really good job. I said, send me your self-tape. When I saw her self-tape, it blew me out of the water. I said, well, I, I can see why they, they called you in. It was beautiful, wonderful. She hit everything that she had to in that piece. And I said, I don't know how I'm going to help you. you. You've done it. But she said I was helpful. I explained. Now we started to, you know, peel away and see what was really happening there. And um, she went in and then I didn't hear from her. I said, well, what happened? She said, well, I don't call people back when I, you know, usually I, I don't respond if it's not good news. I said, well, you can always talk to me about that. And she said they, the news she got was the four people that came in. The director was very disappointed. She left New York, hoping to see that one of them might be it, and it wasn't. So now I'm wanting to know what happened. This girl was fabulous, but mm -hmm. what was that person looking for? That's all subjective. You have no idea. Yeah. I want to see that, you know, I want to talk to her again. I haven't called her back yet, but to see, like, you know, what happened when you went in? They want well, you know, you know, so mathematic to walk in. I, I don't know what they're looking for. Yeah, you know, you know, you know, that always reminds me of you know, I when I first got into the business, you know, I was plucked out of a, a boxing ring and 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 I got the first few parts. I went in. And they said, "Hey, you're good." They and he gave me the part. I never heard "thank you very much." I never heard that. And so now, you know, you this is what you this is where we are. I mean, you. You have to be prepared for that, no matter. I mean, you know, I just, I'm just saying, it just struck me that I can remember when the first time I heard that was when I took my son for an audition. And the, and the he read and they said, thank you. And by the way, I read with him and I was so nervous, I messed him up. And then he read and they said, thank you very much. And I said, hey, what do you mean? Thank you very much. How'd he do? You know? So, because I had no idea what I was doing. You know, Tony, Tony Juan mentioned uh, the boxing. I don't know if you've seen it. Back in 1977, he was in the Golden Gloves boxing, and there's a clip of it on YouTube. I think it's the only one I've seen, right, Tony? Yes, that's thankfully. By the way, what do you think you're going to do? What do you got? I'm going to show you one where I lose? You know, come on. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, somebody put that up, and it's no, not. No, you didn't goal. lose that one. Oh, no, okay. I know. I see and what you're saying. I see, not, I see. Right. And it's not. A goal. It's actually a professional fight. And it was at the uh, the uh, um, it was the uh, not was that Brooklyn that could have been uh, Prospect Hall in Brooklyn. It was a, an old opera house that they turned into a fight club, and then became a marriage hall for a long time. And just recently, it was torn down. 
But that's a pro fight, uh, James. Yes. Well, when he first came in, Juan, you know, and I was going to meet with him, I went online and I looked at that fight at some point and I saw it. It's over in like uh, 41 seconds. Yeah. <laughs> they I just introduced the fight. It just starts and he turns it over to another announcer and the announcer's talking, well, the first moments they're feeling each other out. And all of a sudden he saw Tony was like just bound barding this guy with punches, punches. He goes, well, I guess Mr. Danza doesn't believe in feeling out his opponent. And it was <laughs> over. He knocked the, the kid out of the ring. He fell literally out of the ring. Wow. And I that that told me something about Tony that's inside there. And I said, that's fabulous. That's wonderful. <laughs> I've always so been curious with, with you know, uh, seasoned doctors and, and that level of nerves. I feel like uh, ever since I was a kid and I was in choir and things like that, our, our instructor would say, you know, it's not nerves. You're excited. Tell yourself it's adrenaline and you're excited. It's not nerves. So um, at what point do you feel that maybe that went away? for you, Tony, that the, that nerves just turn into that excitement and anticipation. Well, you know, I was very lucky. The first job I ever had was on the best show on TV. And so it was easy to feel pretty good about what you were doing. And yeah. so that helps you get over it. You know what I mean? When you feel secure in your, in, in, in the work that you're doing, because, Hey, everybody's going, Hey, nice job. You know? Uh, so there, so I had that advantage. But I, I think it just comes with, you know, this this thing, like, I, you know, to quote Sandy Meisner again about the 20 years, I, I started doing this uh, cabaret act uh, about 20 years ago. And I'm finally, like, free doing it. It's like I've given myself permission to sing. I'm not getting in my own way. And in fact, I, I actually think the the um, the newfound sort of ease that I'm doing it with is has dripped into my into my work as an actor. Uh, I've been doing a couple of shows, and I've been doing some s stuff on those shows that I'm I'm proud of, and uh, and I think it's because uh, I think because it's of James, uh, but also because of this time that goes by, you know. Mm. And I mean, this getting old's a new thing, and it's not fun, but um, but it sure has its advantages. When Tony does his act, you know, one, if you ever get to see it, it's like he's been doing it his entire life. It just fits like a glove, you know. And I saw it what last last fall was the last time I saw it. And I, I felt a little bit, I mean, you weren't nervous, but a little, until something happened and you got your attention off of what you were doing because you worked off of somebody uh, in the audience. A waitress was still having some trouble with a uh, guest there at the table. <laughs> yes, you, you used it. There's no mistake you can make. The only thing is to ignore a mistake. There was no mistake made other than they were distracting you and you brought them right into the act. I said, I'll wait for you whenever you're done. You know, you're killing me. You're <laughs> and the audience responded. And from that point on, it was really relaxed, you know? Because well, I'll, I'll be honest with you, James. I don't think it was me who relaxed. I, uh, who relaxed. I think it was the audience who relaxed. The audience, that's you probably know, it's right. interesting. Absolutely. I was listening to Sammy Kahn, the great songwriter. I happened to get lucky when I first got to Hollywood and met him. And uh, and I don't want to drop names, you know? Don't drop names, Juan. My friend Bobby De Niro told me that. But anyway, <laughs> um, he seems he to say... That when you walk on the stage, the audience knows uh, if you belong up there or you should be sitting with them. And so uh, I, I, you know, I think the audience is also on edge until they feel comfortable. 
and that might have been the thing that uh, oh okay <laughs> you yeah, know oh yeah that's who he is you know or something yeah. I don't know it's weird you know I remember when I first started I used to worry about that because there would be you know somebody would do something or hecklers you know you have all sorts of things but now that's become the thing I I, I almost hope for because I know I can make hay you know I can do something out of it uh, you got to be careful not to sound snarky or snide. But uh, but you can you know you can usually out of a, out of some kind of blunder or, or mishap I mean uh, you could usually make some you know make some hay out of it. Yeah, I always get nervous before I teach or if I'm doing a workshop. I'm but I'm not crazy. I've done enough of them and I know I'm not going to die. So I say, look, are you going to go out and make an idiot of yourself? Try to no. Well, then there's nothing to worry about. Does it always work out? Yes. So you have to do a little bit. But for young actors, since or not even young, people who are new to acting, because my students can range up into their 70s. You know, I have them from 18 up into the 70s. So the average age is around 30 years old of the students. Whenever you're getting in front of a group of people, you start to worry a little bit, like giving a report in class or something. So because their attention's on themselves and they're not focused, it's like going to a party. Tony had a, a, a book signing party. He wrote a, a, a book and I he invited me and I didn't know anybody there. And there's these celebrities and names of people. And what I was going to do, my attention was on myself and the fact that I didn't know anybody there. I said, get your attention off yourself. I went back, took the book and sat there reading it. Next thing I know, Tony comes to me and brings over uh, someone I had met many years ago and a uh, producer on Broadway. And we got engaged in a conversation. We had something to talk about. And once you get your attention off of yourself, you free up and become yourself. So that's the first problem we have to do, you know, in the training of the actors, get your attention off of yourself. So we give them a device, uh, an exercise that will force them to have to keep the attention on the person in front of them. And in times it evolves and it starts with, within the first class, they're nervous. After that point, they can get up and work for 15 minutes and not realize other people have been watching them. And so... You know, I uh, I'm I'm involved with a uh, a teen acting program in New York City mm -hmm. called the Stars of Tomorrow Project. Uh, the slogan of which is because when you teach a kid how to act, you teach a kid how to act. So anyway, we uh, we've got 183 kids signed up this this semester, and uh, we've we've been doing this for a while, and we that's what we preach. We preach, you know. Just get out of your own way. Mm -hmm. Don't you know? Uh, you know. Don't think about think about what's going on as opposed to thinking about how you, as a character, think about it going on. You know what I mean? So that that's really what James preaches, and uh, and that's the the uh, you know the pursuit, and, the, and 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 sometimes you get it, and sometimes you don't. But if you're at least you know, with the act, James, I find myself like now I, I can't wait to get up there. I can't wait. I know. And, and what's really interesting about the act is that um, I used to think, well, if I get in trouble, I could tap dance or I could do a joke. But now I say to myself, if I get in trouble, I can sing. So uh, that that like unleashes you it's it, it releases you it's it's unbelievable and if you can bring that to the stage or to the to the in front of the camera i think you're you're onto something tony i've invented a new exercise i had a a former student brought her high school students here to the studio last night 
And we talked about acting. I asked what they were doing. They got them, did a demonstration. And then I brought in three of my students to do a scene demonstration. One of them, I found out last night, she's 18 years old. She did your program. Oh, no kidding. She oh, came from your program. I, I, I and she says, oh, no, I know him. I know Brian Hill. And she says, yes. She says, he won't know me, but I was part of it. And that's, she says, one reason why she was here. She's 18 years old and she was playing an 18 year old. And I, I was so happy when she told me that she came out of that group that you started. Yes, well, it's uh, you know, it's, it's it's the greatest thing. I'm telling you, it's we we have a we have a tap dance ensemble. We have a cops and kids chorus where we have some some police NYPD officers that sing with kids. We've sung at the uh, at the tree lighting and sang at City Field on 9/11 and Yankee Stadium, and so it's uh, it's just this wonderful program, but. The thing that we we try to tell them because you see the same thing. It's that you're so involved with yourself, it's hard to get off. And I'm, you know, I I'm still working on it. It's not like you know, oh, I got it. So now, Juana, enough about us. What about you? <laughs> Are you an well, actor? Are you an actor? I am. Yes. Um, I got my associate's degree in theater arts in Connecticut, where I grew up. And um, during the pandemic, took a ton of courses at Stella Adler yes. and uh, oh. currently interning at uh, <clears throat> at uh, the uh, Actors Studio in Manhattan. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been a journey. I've done mostly television, but um, I very, very much miss theater and hope I get to tackle a great role on stage sometime soon. But uh, TV you is and just me both, man. Holy <laughs> you and me both. So you're here in New York? Yes, I'm in Brooklyn, in uh, Flatbush, yeah. Well, I'd love to get to come by sometime if you'd like. That would be nice. I would love that, really. Yeah. Yeah, I draw from all, all, all methodologies. I mean, I, I quote, you know, everybody who's taught. I've read so many acting books, and over the years, I, I stay with Meisner's exercises. He told me personally, if an exercise doesn't work anymore, invent a new one. And Tony, I don't know if I shared this with you, but I, I read somebody's dissertation recently, um, that I found on the Wikipedia, and she interviewed with Harold Baldridge, who ran the Playhouse for 33 years, and when they kicked him out, I brought him here to the studio. In the interview, which was toward the end of his time there, said Sandy Meisner came in after a class and said, I'm thinking of dropping this word repetition exercise. Oh, no. Now, that's a hallmark of it. Yes, what are you yeah. kidding and he said, Harold looked at him and said, Sandy, you can't. You're you're known around the world for that exercise. What are you talking about? And said, in the interview, they said, Sandy just looked. Harold said, he just looked at me and turned around and left. And I said, that's very Sandy. But it was telling to me because I've had problems with that exercise. Oh, me? I, I can have... understand maybe what he was struggling with. and But I added a way of doing it. The little shifts here and there that I think fix the problem. Now I get the results very, very well that I'm looking for, which is to turn them into emotional responders. You know, right. we, we think it's a technique of uh, acting, but it's not really. It's a way of training actors and developing in them acting skill, particular tools they're going to need, improvisation being the most important one. So at this point, I'm saying, why? Why Why does Stanislavski say improvisation is so important? So I, I tell my students, what is life? We're improvising. This is an improvisation right now that we're doing. Every day, you've lived another day in the past, but no two days have been alike. You're making up as you go on. The characters you're playing are improvising. 
They're not <laughs> scripted. The actors are scripted, and that's the problem. James, in the in the in the in the program, I tell kids, "I right, tomorrow, I want you to go to school. This is your part. You're the best student in the whole school. Yeah. Tomorrow, that's what you're playing." And you know, they sometimes they come back and say it works. You know, so. <laughs> If you want to change your life, change your habits. So every new person yeah. has a different habit. If you want to change your acting, you have to change your acting habits. And I found that wow. if you can stop the bad habits that actors have, with each habit you stop and replace with something else or give them another option, their acting gets exponentially better with each habit. It's the way they're working. It's what they're doing that's becoming the problem until they learn a way of working properly. And the biggest one of all is when you read it. And Tony, I know you do it and I do it. I always do it. Everyone does it. You read it. You hear it acted. You hear somebody talking and acting. That's the biggest problem. And I tell people now, I can guarantee you the way you heard it being said is not the way it wants to end up being. You've got to let go of that and let it be different each time. So every time they're doing the scenes, I'm making sure that they're not playing it. I'm making it uh really sure by having somebody throw a curveball left or right so that they're always dealing with the unexpected because the unexpected always happens in acting it happens in life things happen i didn't know this light was going to fall in that moment i had to be ready for that you know and you gotta make and make sure that that's what it look that's what you're that you're in the moment so that it can happen you know i mean i i, I mean i've just been really uh uh I've been playing a bad guy on this uh, TV show, uh, Raising Canaan, and mm -hmm. uh, and it's been it's so much fun. By the way, to play the bad guy, it really is. Uh, I haven't done a lot of it, but it's really a lot of fun. But trying to really uh, get uh, this guy and get what is happening, when when it's happening, what he's you know all the things that you try to build into that those moments has been the most fun for me. Uh, and but uh, and then getting out of your own way and not thinking about you doing it as a character, but doing it. And Tony, how many episodes have you done? I've done six so far. And that that's continually growing because you don't have all six episodes at one time. No, the, uh, five haven't been five haven't been on yet. I think they go on in July, and then we start the new season. I'm uh, you know I didn't get whacked, so I'm actually coming back. <laughs> <laughs> so so you know, yeah. One recently, I've watched the show on uh, is it HBO Barry? Everyone had been talking. Yeah, it's oh, very and those are thirty. Those are thirty-minute episodes, so I can binge watch easily that. Mm -hmm. But I noticed in the very first episode, I felt the actors were kind of wooden, and it was a different. I didn't know what kind of comedy it was. I don't think they knew what it was. Uh, Henry Winkler. It seemed like he hadn't acted in some time. It seemed a little rusty. I didn't know what was going on. But by the second time, it changed. By the third time, fourth time, fifth time, they're evolving. Because Tony, whenever yeah. I worked with you, you never had the entire. It, the series wasn't even written. They usually have what three right. episodes. Well, you're, they're always a little bit ahead of you. Yeah. They're just a little bit, but they don't have the entire season. But 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 James, it's 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 it's. It's repetition. It's that glory of repetition, that glory of getting yeah. to do it over and over. Even if you're changing the, the words every week, you're still playing this character. Uh, I, you know, I, I was lucky enough twice uh, on shows that ran for years where you get to do that. Yeah. And, uh, and and then to do Broadway, you know, people say to you, don't you get, you know, bored doing the same show every, eight times a week, you know, for months? 
I say no because it's the it's the beauty of that that you get to do it so often that you can you can make it your own and 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 peel away the onion to to use another cliche. You know, I was doing Iceman Comics with uh, Robert Sean Leonard. It was Kevin Spacey's uh, production, and uh, we did a hundred uh, performances. And then one night we made eye contact at a different place that we'd never looked at each other before. We were like, it was so strange. And that was the beauty of it that you get to, you know, you get to do it every night. And 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 then that I'm telling you, people don't understand that repetition is so much, is so incredibly. Yeah. Yeah, one that—that's what was discovered in that where there was four of us in that scene. Usually, actors train just one on one. There's only you and your partner. Yeah. And whenever, and I've learned from experience, whenever you get into a scene and there's more than one other person, two, three, four, you never know where to put your attention, and you're lost for that time. And this exercise that I've now invented, you found out it doesn't really matter. You go in the moment to whoever's grabbing that attention, and it started to give them practice in that and and the more you were working and the more that girl was struggling she didn't know who was going to give what what that's what really brought her alive and it was so lovely to see that happen and then the audience was transfixed on but isn't, isn't that that that's what meisner uh, you know don't don't do anything till somebody makes you do it you know yeah. that kind of yeah. yeah the thinking is the great enemy of perfection get out of your head and just be in the moment and live and see what happens and let it be different each time especially in film why would i do it if they're taking another take why do i do it exactly the same way Right. Uh, so they say Meryl Streep never does it the same way. You better stay with her because she does, and that's because she doesn't know what she's going to do. But she's going to be authentic in the moment, and that that way, that editor has a lot of authenticity that they can use. They're going to make the final analysis as to what's seen or not seen. I think she realizes that. So why would I give them the same of something? Well, gentlemen, I've taken up far too much of your time, but thank you so so much for oh. for this conversation. I know that all of our young listeners and, and all of the uh, young actors who listen are going to find this so insightful. So thank you. Hey, listen, here's, here's my last thing. Could I just say someone? I say Absolutely. To actors when they ask me, you got to really believe you really have to believe that nobody can do what you can do. Yeah. I can't do what you could do Juan. I can't do what James can do, but you guys can't do what I can do. And if I really do it, then that's, then that takes a lot of pressure off. Yeah. And if I really believe it and I really do it, then, I, that takes a lot of pressure off. There's anyway, only, thank you, Juan. James? Thank you so yes. so there's only one you, you Tony. Just to echo what you're saying, there's only one you, and there's nobody else like you. And the big thing is the, the, the us that we think we are, which is our mass that we show people every day. No, the, the real part of us is the part we don't show. Yeah. And we have to start to get comfortable and allow that to come out. And the more we do, the more interesting we become. Tony said that. You said to be... Uh, interesting, you have to be interested in something. You said that our last meeting, I think. That's true. Yes, yeah. I didn't understand that in order to be interesting, you had to be interested. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> so, Juan, I just really... figured that out last week, Juan. I'm a lot better for it, I'll tell you. Okay. It was All a right. pleasure, Juan, and I'd like to Thank see you, so much. you know, meet you in person if you, you care to, you know. Yes, absolutely. Thank nice. you so much. Thanks for joining us. Be sure to subscribe to Actors with Issues on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts, and visit our YouTube channel for full video interviews. Actors with Issues is executive produced and hosted by Juan Ayala. See you next time.